Hello, my name is Zach Bailey, Editor-in-Chief of The Winonan, and I'd like to welcome you all back to our newest episode of The Winonan Wire, a weekly podcast where we will be talking about some of the top stories in this week's copy of The Winonan, the Winona State University student-run newspaper. Each week, we'll be streaming for 7 to 10 minutes, giving you a rundown of the biggest stories in this week's issue. This week, we'll be focusing on four articles from this week's issue of The Winonan. First, Kelly Johnson will be talking to Speaker of the House Melissa Hortman about the House of Representatives mini-sessions that took place this past week. After that, McKenna Scherer will be talking to Scott Ellingheisen about the university's budget deficit, followed by Kellen Brandt talking to Facebook group admin Sunshine McKenzie about the Facebook County Rocks Facebook group. Then we'll finish things off speaking with Madeline Swenson about soccer's home games this past weekend. Now I'll pass things over to Kelly to focus on the House of Representatives mini-sessions. Hi. Hi, I'm (laughs) Melissa Hartman. Okay, I'm Kelly Johnson. Kelly, Um, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about, I spoke with um, Jean Kulowski on the phone three days ago. Yeah. And now that was prior to the event, and so now I'm just kind of after how it went how everything went down um why it's important why it's important to southeast minnesota and why it's important to the house of reps in general yeah you know i think it's important to us to get out of saint paul and to kind of uh, readjust our perspective Mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that i think happen when people go on the road the things that we're talking about at the capitol in saint paul become much more real we're seeing Mm -hmm. it with our own eyes so Mm -hmm. how a certain funding program becomes a fixture in a community's life. Mm-hmm. You know, the education village or uh, yeah. the composite engineering program mm-hmm. to like see it and that yeah. those investments become central to a community. Mm-hmm. There's there's that value. The other value is um, the normal partisan behavior in the capital has mm-hmm. been at a minimum. It, mm-hmm. And it always seems to happen when representatives get on a bus and go somewhere together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the party labels melt away a little bit. Mm. And so we're we're here to listen mm-hmm. and to learn, and um, that makes it also kind of a less partisan environment right. for us. That we're not deciding, we're right. taking things in. Right. Okay. Um. What which events or like committees or where were you this in yeah. the last few days? I guess. Well, um, I <laughs> I had initially planned to go to Austin. Um, but then I ended up on the first day at Mayo. Oh, okay. Um, one of the most significant healthcare issues we're dealing with is a high cost of pharmaceutical drugs. Yep. And Mayo Clinic is very expert at dealing with this because mm-hmm. it's impacting the care that they deliver mm-hmm. to patients. So that was a great place for us to talk about uh, pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. and uh, the high costs. Okay. Is that well, it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right. I, I really appreciate eat? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Kelly. Now on to McKenna to talk about the university's budget deficit. All right. So then I kind of just want to jump right into it, if you're okay with that then. Um, Just towards, I believe, the end of the email, you had also mentioned that there could be changes in tuition levels. And what does that mean? Because that is crucial information for the students that are currently here as well. Then is it going to go up? So in the last uh, the legislative session, the legislature did not, sometimes when they pass a bill, they will say we expect tuition to not exceed 3% or we expect it to be frozen. They did not say anything about tuition. Our board, who actually has the authority to um, approve tuition, mm-hmm. 
uh, last year, they did a 3% tuition increase, okay. or, or for this year. Okay. Last June, but for this year. Mm -hmm. um, they haven't given us guidance yet. Typically, if it was 3% last year, they would do 3% this year, but they haven't given us any guidance yet. Okay. So that's where we're saying we don't really know what's going to happen with tuition. It could be three, it could be zero, you know, we mm -hmm. just don't know. Right, okay. So zero, good for students, <laughs> that would be, right? right? Right, for students. But Doesn't then, help our budget, though. Yeah. So that's kind, right. of, that's kind of the push and pull mm -hmm. you have on that. And then actually my last question, um, it's also one that was kind of obvious when I brought up doing this article for the week, was why wasn't the email sent out to students? Because I had heard that a lot of people that have tried to talk to the financial office in the past have just received that a lot of students might not understand the information, so some emails aren't sent out to us regarding funding or finance. Don't know if that's true, that's just what I've heard from past reporters, but doesn't the school have an obligation to let students know about risks of tuition changes or that the school might not be doing as well financially and just why the email was sent to faculty only? Well, it wasn't sent to faculty only. There's a, I'm not sure which list it was sent to. There's an all university email list which I think includes all employees and all students. Then there's a, I think it's called all employees, which goes to all the employees. I'm not sure which one. So you're saying it wasn't sent to the students? Correct, oh, correct. Okay. So that was probably sent to the all employees one. Okay, and that was just yeah. uh, accidental? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I, I sent it out. Okay. So yeah, yeah, no, there's no reason it wouldn't go to students. Thanks, McKenna. So, Kellen, tell us a little bit more about the Winona County Rocks Facebook group. I know. Okay, so I just have a couple of just kind of general questions sure. about just kind of Winona County Rocks. And so the first one is just kind of a summary of what it is. The whole rock. Winona County Rocks. If you were trying to explain it to somebody who had no idea what it was, how would you... How would you explain that? I've never had to explain it, so let me think. Um, it's just people in town that paint rocks with either, like, inspirational things or pictures or whatever they want, and they put them out in town for other people to find and hunt down, and it's just kind of an activity for... It started out in town for kids, but it's okay. kind of... It's, it's evolved into adults and everything, everybody too. So it's kind of just a fun activity. It gives everybody something to do in the summer sure. when there's, you know, because in the winter you can't do it. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> For sure. So when did you, did you start the group yeah, as well? Yeah, I started did you, the group, yeah. Are you the one who kind of like started the whole rock hunting and painting or was that <laughs> something else? Actually, um, I have relatives in Idaho that, um, added me to a group that they're in in Idaho. Okay. And then I actually was sitting in a waiting room and I was reading through magazine waiting and there was an article about a woman that she, I think, is the one who actually started it all. And she was in, I believe, Maryland. Um, and she started by just putting out rocks that had um, uplifting things. And, you know, um, and she's kind of the one who started it. And now everybody's kind of, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And then I was just, I looked around one day and it's like, there isn't one in Winona. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I was bored. Let's start it. Cool. So you <laughs> started the Winona one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. And when did you start that? Oh, God. It's been three, four years. It's been a few years. Okay. Thanks, Kellen. 
Now let's check in with Madeline to hear some info on the soccer team's weekend. So Madeline, tell me a little bit more about how the women's soccer team ended up doing this past weekend at Winona State. They did pretty good. They played uh, Northern State University on Friday and then Moorhead on Sunday. In both games, they ended up winning 2-0. Awesome. So that seems like the team ended up being around, what are they at now, 3-4 for conference play for this season? Yep, exactly. Okay. So last season, I believe they ended 8-6-1 for the conference season. How do you believe that this season's comparing to last season, and where do you think it's putting them for the rest of the season of play? I think that as long as they keep up the mentality that uh, Coach Kellogg has been mentioning um, the last couple of games, I think that they can get their uh, record right back up to where it was last year. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you, Madeline. Thank you. That's all we have for today. Thank you all for checking out our newest episode of the Winonan Wire, and make sure to pick up a copy of this week's paper or check us out online at winonan.org to read the full stories featured in this week's episode, as well as read up on other things going on around campus. If you haven't already, make sure to hit those like and follow buttons on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up to date on all of our centennial events, and don't forget to check back next week. Until then, this is Zach Bailey signing off.